This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists representing the world's foremost research centers took part in the examination of the evidence. I'm Chad. And together, we're a pair of normal guys. <laughs> oh, it still delights me. It is. So, uh, back again, Chad. This time I'm much quicker than the last two shows. Yes, sir. <laughs> Almost on a schedule. It is. Like it's a I job. Mean, like it's a regular show. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um, so what's been going on with you? Ah, I've been working. Yes. Same here. Yeah. Working. Working for a living. Taking what they're given because they're working for because you're working for a living. That's true. Good old lover boy, lover boy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that was Huey Lewis, wasn't it? Uh, okay, sure. So eighties. I, I miss the eighties. Do you? I do. Miss it all the time. Fair enough. Uh huh. Anyway, Chris, <laughs> how about you, sir? Oh, about the same. Just working, kind of finalizing some of that, um, one of those little projects we've been hinting at for about the past year. Yeah. Uh, finalizing a little bit of that, and that will be completely unveiled this weekend. Magic. Because uh, you know what this weekend is, Chad? Uh, we get to stare at the sun again? I hope not. Oh. <laughs> did you wear your glasses? Just the ones or did that you even look? better. Did you even look? I didn't look. Oh. I looked out the window. I'm like, huh, it looks darker than normal. Once in the first time in like a thousand and two years, and you just go, meh. Meh. You know. Well, the weird thing is in six years or seven years from now, it'll happen even closer to us. So Yeah. Yeah. We'll get 100% totality. That way I can stock up on some glasses to sell in seven years. And then two days before, they'll come out with a massive, we can't guarantee that those are certified. <laughs> hey, if your kids are going to be in school that day, we're going to send them home because we don't want to be responsible. Don't look at the sun. Yep. Don't look up. Hide your dogs. Hide your kids. Sun is destroying eyes. <laughs> but anyway, no, there's not another eclipse this weekend. Oh. <laughs> this coming weekend. So what is it? Well, going on down in old Frankfort, Kentucky. Uh-huh. The ninth and 10th is CryptidCon. Oh, CryptidCon, yeah. And Wee's going to be there. <laughs> Wee's is? That's right. We actually, oh. uh, we're going to have a table set up. Uh-huh. We're going to be doing probably a little recording while we're there on and off to do a yes. show from the show. Yeah. yeah. And uh, got a special little 
Paranormal Guys Project were unveiling at said show and on next recorded show. Oh. Ghosts. I know, I saw that. <laughs> on our next show that we record, we'll uh, actually unveil that, what we're doing for the world. That'll be amazing. It will be. Like Spider-Man. I hope, uh, you know, if we get great power out of this project, mm. we're also going to have to have great responsibility. You know, yes. speaking of great power <laughs> and great responsibility, uh-huh. do you know who has become the cryptozoologist of the year? Um, I'm not sure, Chad, but I think, uh, aren't they going to be at CryptidCon? Uh, they will be. Who is that? That's going to be Seth Breedlove. What? The- 2017 Cryptozoologist of the Year, sir. I hope it doesn't go to his head. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> but yeah, congratulations to our uh, pal Seth for that. Congrats, Mr. Breedlove. If you start charging for autographs, I'll lose all respect. That's right. If you charge for an autograph, I mean... I mean, we can't get anything else signed. We can't afford it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and right now... You can go to Small Town Monsters' website, smalltownmonsters.com. Yes. And you can pre-order their newest film sensation, Invasion on Chestnut Ridge. No. There's no pod people. Invasion on Chestnut Ridge. Yes. About UFOs, Bigfoot, and and all sorts of nifty things. And uh, rabid weasels. Rabid weasels. That's right. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, yeah, good, good job there, Seth. Yep, congratulations, sir. You are cryptozoologist of the year. You are. We'll have to get you a little present. We've always said that. Cryptozoologist of the year, Seth Breedlove. Before it ever Every even year. became official. I think it was I think Chad and I awarded that long before you got it anywhere else. Pretty sure we just didn't have a statue. Ours just doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Ours was a slightly label scraped beer bottle that was crudely written on with a paint marker. Spray painted gold. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but uh who else is gonna be at Crypticon there, Chad? Oh gosh, there's a whole bunch of people going to be there. I know that Lauren Coleman's going to be there. Yes, Lauren that's Coleman. very exciting. Stan Gordon. Stan Gordon, yeah, and Lyle Blackburn. Oh, Lyle Blackburn's going to be there, like Lyle. <laughs> and uh, your buddy uh, Bobo. Oh, Bobo, yeah, Mister Fay. Yes, he will be there. Bill Brock. Bill Brock, yeah, he's got his new uh, new series going. David Weatherly. Yeah, David Weatherly with his black eyed kids and. I don't, Strange. Is he going to have the black-eyed kids with him? He might have. <laughs> might bring Beck. I That'd don't be know. great. Beck? Yeah. He's bringing Beck with He's him. He's bringing Beck. Who else? Let's see. I know they have quite the list. Uh, Cliff. Rockland? Yes. Yeah, from uh, Finding Bigfoot. Yes, yeah. he's there. And you know, I didn't know this until earlier. Yeah. Crypticon is now sponsored by Jim Beam. Oh, right. <laughs> so... Hey, one way or another, it's going to be a show. You know what? What? It's all the proof you need. Oh. Oh. Wow. (laughs) So it should be a pretty rocking fun time there. Is Mila Kunis going to be there? No, not this this one. I was hoping she'd show up. He'd put her in a barrel costume or a Bigfoot costume or a Bigfoot costume with a barrel on the back of it. Ric Flair. Woo, he can't. I don't... How's Ric Flair doing anyway? Oh, I don't know. He was in ICU last time I had heard anything about so him. So he will not be at CryptidCon. Nope. No okay. Ric Flair. <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, we're we going to be a vendor there, and I mean, we're probably 
going to be the least serious people at the show. No, I don't know. There's going to be some of the a, stuff we've got planned. We'll definitely have a photo opportunity. Oh, definitely. You know, for everyone. Because uh, Chad has found a uh, <clears throat> a miniature Bigfoot to come help us at the booth. Yep, he's tiny. He's a wee Bigfoot. A wee little Bigfoot. He's tiny. He's a tiny foot. <laughs> So that it'll be fun if you get a chance. Come out to Old Frankfurt on the ninth and tenth, ninth uh-huh. or tenth. You don't have to be there both days. Just yeah, you can come a day, a day, both days. Not even the whole day. Mm-mm. You might want to come one day and then just go drinking the next. That's right. But come out, say hi. Yeah, say hello. You'll you'll recognize us. We look like two of the same people, <laughs> just one with hair. <laughs> uh, we're probably gonna do a short show this week because you got a lot of announcements to do. Have a few things to get done before the show but you know chad the other day i was looking at uh i think it was our instagram feed yeah and we are being followed by someone on there that oh. i finally looked into and thought it was really cool it's a uh, called cryptid crate cryptid crate right and f- right off the bat we are not sponsored by cryptid crate yeah <laughs> i just thought it was really cool and would say something about it yeah. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about Cryptid Crate. I haven't got to see. Well, it yet. you know, you know all the weird things going on now, like Blue Apron and Dollar Shave Club, and all the we send you a box once a month with goodies in it. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Like they do a subscription for superheroes, and um, I don't know. There's like Nerd Crate and yeah, like what, Pet Crate, Pop Vinyl, or whatever. Whoever does the Pop Vinyl figures, they have one. Funko, Funko. They yeah. send out one. I know everybody's doing it, but this one I saw and I was like, oh, cool. It's uh, it's actually once a month they send out a box full of cryptid-related things. Yeah. And a f- the couple that I'd seen, they had done, I think, shirts, one, some socks, uh, stickers, books, all kinds of things like that. I think hats. That's awesome. How much is it? <laughs> You're making it sound like, an, like a paid advertisement. <laughs> and today... I mean, Chad, for something of that... Uh, with all of that in there, you might think that might that's a two hundred dollars a month. Two hundred dollars. You know, I sit around and I'm like, we can't find enough stuff for my cryptids. But you would be wrong. Oh yeah, it's not two hundred. Not two hundred. It's not one hundred. It's not one hundred. It's not seventy five. I bet it's fifty. No, no, you are wrong, Chad. <gasps> How much is it? It starts at thirty nine ninety nine a month. That is extremely <laughs> affordable, sir. It is, and I think. I think they'll do like a three-month and a six-month or a year plan, too, that I think it knocks it down a little bit cheaper. But That'd, uh, that'd be nice. Yeah, it's 39 bucks a month and it's that you get cryptid stuff. Hey, you know what? That'd be a really good gift for somebody. You uh, There's a gift option on there, too. Yeah. So, like, how many things would you have to eliminate in a month that you could get $40 together to send me a cryptid crate? Like two, two Starbucks coffees. Oh, yeah. See? Look at that. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to those cryptid crates there. Food for my kids? Eh, they're fine. They scream. I've seen them eat crayons. That's true. Possibly something out of the cat box. No, I don't. No, no. not that you've caught them, but I think I've seen them do it. Well, you guys don't buy tootsie rolls. You look a lot like tootsie rolls. You don't buy tootsie rolls, so. (laughs) But yeah, if you got, if anybody's out there interested in it, because it is really cool, it's uh, just cryptidcrate.com. Go check out their site. Give them a look because they've. Last month, I think, was a Sasquatch box. And now, I think this month is Mothman, I think, if I'm right. Uh, I don't know. I hadn't seen it yet. So okay, well. I'll have to check it out, though. If I'm right. 
That's what it is. Right after the show, I'll take a look. But there you go. So, something cool for the old uh, paranormal lovers in the world. That's pretty groovy. It is. I like that. I thought it was neat. So, as I was saying, we're probably going to do a short show this week. Just uh, get everything in gear and ready for Cryptid Con. Mm-hmm. So, we are going to kick it right off into a little thing I like to call the Paro News Stories. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Hey, like I, I tell you every show, it's on the board. We might as well use it. That's true. You got fingers, there's buttons. At least this week you didn't say something about brought to you by Halloween Recordings. No, it was Haunted Heartland Records. Thank Whatever. you. <laughs> I could just say Disney's thrilling, chilling sounds of the haunted house. The haunted mansion? Mm, the haunted mansion. High on a hilltop. With Eddie Murphy? No. Oh. You, were you not a fan of that movie? It had General Zod in it. <laughs> Which one? Uh, the real General Zod. Not the new one? No, the one that used to dress up like a woman. With the with the uh, bowl haircut? No. That didn't look very Not the Three scary. Stooges General Zod. Oh. Uh, they got his neck broke? Yeah. Spoilers. Then, <laughs> then they turn him into Doomsday or whatever the hell they do. I right. don't know. <laughs> oh, so anyway, yeah. Paro News Stories, which we may do Paro News Times 2, to bring yeah. you, the listener, a slightly longer show. Quattro News Stories. I'm I'm kind of excited about one of the news stories I have, even though it's an old news story. Oh, well, go for it there, Jetty. Okay. Well, Chris, as you know, there's a newspaper that we have. Uh, <laughs> what? In Louisville, Kentucky. It's called the Louisville Courier-Journal. Why are you talking like Tom Brokaw? I don't know. The Louisville Courier-Journal. Anyway, uh, this story comes to us from August 14th of 1897. 1897?! <laughs> yep, it sure does. Uh, this is called Zach Gill's Noisy Coffin. And I wanted to talk about this because this actually occurred very close to where I live. Noisy Coffin? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Ready? Yes. Okay. The residents of Muldraw, a summer resort much frequented by Louisville people and located about 28 miles from the city. Now, let me just be clear. Muldraw is no longer a... Summer resort of any <laughs> any type. You can go down there and get a good hot dog at the gas station if you need to. Um, it is. It's on the Illinois Central Railroad in Meade County, and it's just now in the midst of a six-week sensation in which spirits other than the kind Kentucky has made famous figure. Mm-hmm. So they've slipped a little something about Alky Hall in there. Tom Gill, who occupies a cottage near the town, is the present possessor of a rough wooden coffin filled with clothes and trinkets, which formerly belonged to his brother. So, he's got him a coffin full of knicky-knacks. But, I mean, because um, if you're going to keep some random clothes around the house, why not keep them in a coffin? Well, I'll tell you this. From time to time, there has been considerable controversy. It's controversy, but I like to say controversy, <laughs> like, controversy. They say in, like they say in Britain. Uh, For the past six weeks, mysterious knockings have proceeded from the coffin, and in spite of watchful investigation, both by enlightened and the ignorant of the neighborhood, no one has yet been able to account for the noises. Mm -mm. I'm already frightened. The story back of the wrappings and the one upon which the theory of spirits is built is quite an interesting one. 
Are you ready for this? The rappings? Because we're going to go back nine years before this story. So to 1840-something? Sure. Five? 45? I, I don't know. I'm yeah. not good at math. We'll just call it that. Nine years ago, Zach Gill got into a quarrel with Widow McCarthy. Uh-oh. Mm, I didn't know Jim Carrey had died. About a cow... He waylaid her on the road and shot her dead with a shotgun. So he got in a fight with a woman about a cow. Shot Uh-oh. her dead. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he was arrested and convicted. But though the testimony of the late Dr. B.K. Fusey, he <laughs> was adjudged insane. And it does say adjudged, not just judged, but he was adjudged. Okay. Insane and sent to the asylum for the insane at Lakeland. He died two years after he was taken to the asylum. His remains were placed in one of the rough wooden coffins provided by the state and sent to the man's widow. In the box were placed the man's clothes and other belongings. The body was placed in a coffin provided by the family, and the clothes and trinkets were left in the rough wooden box. So now it's haunted. Tom Gill, (laughs) a brother of the unfortunate man, claimed all these things, but the dead man's widow refused to give them up. She set the gruesome relics in the attic... And there they remained up to a few months ago Can you when really? she died. No. What it was? What clothes? Yeah, clothes and trinkets. Can you really consider that relics? Um, I mean, isn't it? Re- I, I mean, know. when somebody tells me relic, I'm thinking you know staff of raw or something. Yeah, like I think relics has. A broader, I don't think. Oh, there's she's old underwear. I think it's just '80s movies impressioned. No. Or impressed well, upon your I mean, mind. Movies have impressed a lot upon my mind. That's true. I mean, they've led me to hate Nazis, even though I've had no personal experience with any of them. Right. I just have to go on history and but Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones says they're bad. Indiana Jones has taught me two things in this world: one, a bullwhip is awesome; and yes. two, Nazis are bad. And a and a gun trumps a sword. Well, it's yeah, it's kind of over to the side. Well, I'm just the, saying. Two main things I learned. Oh well. But anyway, so <laughs> Tom Gill at once took possession of the coffin and its contents and removed them to his home a short distance away. So at the same time, a son of the late Zach Gill claimed that the things belonged to him, but Tom would not listen to his contention. After Tom had the things, he was put to some trouble to dispose of them. He finally set the coffin out on the porch in plain sight of the people who passed the house daily. For some time, nothing of the ordinary occurred. About six weeks ago, however... About the time of the arrival of summer boarders, strange noises began to be heard. Tom Gill, indeed, was awakened by a rapping, not like the Tupac kind, uh, apparently on his door, which is immediately behind the coffin. The rappings disturbed his sleep. He got up and opened the door and was not a little surprised to find no one about. He shut the door and again retired. He had hardly stretched himself when the rappings were repeated. As of someone gently tapping. Tap, tap, tapping. He again got up and still found no one at the door. He believed that someone was playing a practical joke on him, so instead of going immediately back to, he stood up behind the door, which he left unlocked. As soon as the rappings were repeated, he jerked the door open, leaving no time for any practical joker to get out of the way. But, (laughs) nevermore, no one was there. (gasps) Na-na-na! Then it was that his attention was attracted by a peculiar tapping in the coffin. He got a lantern, opened the coffin, taking out all the clothes and examining them carefully. He searched, and he was unrewarded. As soon as he shut down the coffin lid, the rapping was repeated. By this time, he was in a highly excited and nervous state, so he hastily sought refuge in the house and tightly locked the door. 
Since then, not a day or night has passed that the knocking has not been heard. The story that spirits had begun to visit Tom Gill's home soon attracted every villager to the haunted spot. And, a scarcely, and scarcely a day passes that a group of curious people cannot be found about the coffin waiting to hear the strange noises. These mysterious sounds have afforded diversion for about 50 Louisville boarders in the Twin Caves Hotel a short distance away. They hold nightly ghost parties and sit about the coffin in solemn state waiting for the spirit to materialize. <laughs> They have, they have the nothing coffin. better to do. Well, you know, it was 18 <laughs> Let's something. sit around and stare at a coffin. Mm. There's no TV. Uh, they have been unable True. to discover any cause for the peculiar phenomena. The ignorant say that it is the spirit of old ignorant. <laughs> I like how they're just like, dummies! Stupid people. Stupid people. It's just it's dumb. <laughs> the ignorant say that it is the spirit of old Zach Gill trying to tell... <laughs> the ignorant. ...to whom the clothes should be given, of course, the enlightened visitors and the intelligent inhabitants of Muldraw. Once again, Muldraw is not like it was, apparently, in this mm. period of time. <laughs> Are you... Uh... Stereotyping. No. Oh. Uh, intelligent inhabitants of Muldrow do not believe a spirit is responsible for the sounds. Wow. So but, there's a little bit of editorial going on in that news story where all of a sudden the, the ignorant people are looking for the ghost. Well, the intelligent people. I'm thinking haters, yo. Probably. <laughs> uh, let's see. Spirit is responsible sounds, but they admit they are unable to discover just what does cause them. Um. I'm going with uh, squirrels in his attic. I'm going with Mexican jumping beans. Could be. I think he had a whole pack of them in there somewhere, and they've just gone nuts. In his pants pocket. Could be. Could I be. mean, remember when you used to be able to pick them up at the grocery oh, and hardware at store? The, at the old, uh, I convinced my mom to get me some several times at the old uh, pharmacy. Yeah, IGA, key market. Container How come you can't find those anywhere anymore? Maybe they're extinct. No, they had those things forever. Guess what else was around forever? What? Dinosaurs. Yeah, but we didn't have those when we were a kid. There was a tiny asteroid that went through and killed all of the, uh, whatever beetle or moth lays their egg in that bean. And Do you think the uh, it was actually the eclipse that killed off all the Mexican jumping bean bugs? Or maybe they all went back home during huh. the eclipse. Could be. You know, I heard a very interesting story on the radio the other day about uh, <laughs> yes. caterpillars and, and butterflies. Okay. So they had covered this story where they went in and they looked at a caterpillar going through its uh, metamorphosis. metamorphosis you know. Thank you. And, you know, before, it, I guess, its pupa stage, right? Continue. Okay. You were going to correct me on no. something. No. Anyway, so when they cut it open, apparently it the caterpillar turns into a soup before it reforms. And there's just like a little speck of brain tissue left, a little bundle of nerves, and so they did this experiment where they took these caterpillars and they had exposed them to an odor and a small electrical shock. <laughs> and normally the odor didn't bother the caterpillars at all until they started getting, you know. So they had this aversion to the odor. Uh-huh. So they found that after they did that and the caterpillars went through their tasty Campbell soup stage mm -hmm. and then came out as butterflies, they still had the same aversion to the odor, even though like most of their brain and everything had kind of just turned to schmutz and then, you know, they reformed. So I thought that was extremely interesting. So the takeaway from that is you can make butterflies not like the smell of broccoli. No, the takeaway is that you can go in and turn into soup and then come out as a butterfly and you still retain I think that's uh, what you and things I are from doing. your previous life. 
we're in our soup stage. Yeah, I mean, like maybe you put it in a, a Ziploc bag and left wings. it in the back seat of a truck on a hot summer day, maybe. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to throw that in. That's not a, no, that's not a new I story. Mean, I just I just enjoyed it. That's pretty good though. Mm-hmm. I was ho- I was hoping it was going to come out with you know once they started giving them the mild electric shocks and everything. Oh my God, <laughs> Mothman! Yeah, you were thinking the end result was um it was uh, caterpillar soup and then Mothra. Mothra, Mothman, some mm-hmm. you know, some form of supernatural crazy moth creature. So if you could find a Mothman caterpillar and expose it to like your farts <laughs> you in a shock. Those? I don't know. I think Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant. What if Virginia? Seth ever found any of those when he was making uh Mothman? I bet you they sell them down there as hot dogs. You know. Little, little Mothman larva. That's probably why Mothman's so upset. Probably. You're eating my babies on a bun. With spicy mustard. He just gets upset every That's day. That's the sound Mothman makes. Yeah, he can't really say anything, so he's just like... That's why he tore the bridge down. Yeah, probably. He's really mad. Yeah, hot dog babies. In Chernobyl. Mm. That's why he made that happen. Yeah, I can see that. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> this may not be a short show. Might not. Well, Chad. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a remake of... A movie coming out soon. Star Wars. I will hunt someone down <laughs> if that ever happens. It's Star Wars. Uh, no, you know, It, right? Yeah. Where'd Pennywise like to hang out? Uh, in the sewers. And I have a story coming from Mysterious Universe about an alien being spotted in a North Carolina sewer. Holy crap. Again. Uh, twice? Uh, I Apparently. Twice poop alien What's going on in North Carolina? Hell if I know. (laughs) In a span of just a few weeks, residents of the Tar Heel State have seen a Bigfoot that caused police across the border in South Carolina to issue warnings, a monster in Lake Norman, and a mysterious island rising out of the waters off the coast. The hell you say? Throw in another warning from nearby South Carolina that a lizard man who doesn't recognize state borders might be on the loose during the recent solar eclipse, and it's a wonder everyone doesn't pack up and move to... Where? What? That's what it says. Where? Uh, There. Just when North Carolinians start thinking that every state has problems, and it might be best just to stay put, out comes a video mysteriously hidden since... 2015 of what appears to be a gray-like alien peering out of a sewer pipe. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> you have brown eyes? <laughs> nope. Oh, okay. North Carolina has dealt with strange creatures in sewers. Is it time to act like a lover and head for Virginia? What? <clears throat> the video is dated June 24th, 2015, and this version was uploaded in March 2016, but there seems to be no other record or discussion of it until it popped up recently on a few websites. Most seem to agree that it appears to be from a newscast. The language is Spanish. The quality is poor. The reason for it not surfacing until now is a mystery. The location of the sewer or storm drain in North Carolina is not identified, and the creature looks kind of like a gray alien under magnification if you squint and wish real hard. (laughs) (laughs) Spit and swish. Without any other information, the the needle on this one would seem to be placed between questionable and hoax. 
Except this isn't the first mysterious alien creature seen in North Carolina sewers, Chad. What? <laughs> in April of 2009, a video surfaced of an unknown life form, or sewer creature, in Raleigh that was picked up on a snake cam in a sewer in the Cameron Village area. As the video made the rounds, the creature was referenced to as a poop monster, a pulsating glob of slime and things not repeated in polite company. <laughs> nice. It appeared to have been a sanitation department snake cam because a response to panicked or at least curious residents came from Ed Buchan. You know, if Stephen King writes a book about this, it's going to be called Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, came from Ed Buchan, environmental coordinator at the Riley Public Utilities Department, who identified the blob as a colony of tubiflex worms, better known as sludge or sewer worms. <laughs> the creatures are rarely seen, live in sediment, eat bacteria, and polluted organic matter that no other creatures will even look at. It can survive with almost no oxygen and have reproductive organs that disappear after sex. <laughs> yes. Wow. I think I've done that a few times. Uh, moving on. If one was <laughs> If one was designing an extraterrestrial creature for a new movie that sounds like a better alien monster than the one from the 2015 video, even Ed, who has probably seen everything there is to see in sewers, was impressed. And this is what Ed had to say, Chad. I've seen a lot of sewer TV before, and I've never seen them. We were surprised. We didn't know immediately what it was. I'll tell you what, Chris. Sewer monsters. Between uh, poop monsters and, I don't know, haunted coffins, the world is a mysterious and magical place. Sure. Yeah. Because sewer monsters. Yeah, poopy. I mean, who knows what happens when organic matter mixes with a fan. radiation and toxic chemicals to produce whatever. Uh, okay, sure. Powers beyond imagination. Mm -hmm. Spider poop. We're down two, Chad. Uh-oh. Well, I guess we'll need to do another one. You like reptilians, right? Uh, sure. Who I mean, they were out skirting around all over the place during the eclipse, from they what were I understand. Eh, they were out looking for clothes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, reptilian humanoid encounter is reported in California. This is brought to us by uh, Cryptozoology News. Uh -huh. This is in Calusa, California. A woman in Northern California says she saw a shape-shifting reptilian humanoid. The woman whose name was kept anonymous claimed that she was sitting on her house's doorstep with her dog when the encounter took place. She said, I saw a man walking up the sidewalk at 3 a.m. smoking a cigarette by holding it under uh, like a, a European would do with one arm behind his back. As he passed me, he nodded and so did I. I thought it was strange being so late. Jerk. He walked around <laughs> the corner and was gone. She told Mouton about the 2014 encounter. M-U-T-O-N. The woman goes on to say that the same man showed up at the same spot a week later and they exchanged some words. She said, <laughs> Hi. I saw him at 3 a.m. again. He smiled and said very softly and meekly, Hello, and bowed his head. I returned the greeting 
It's a small rural farming town, so I didn't want to look like a total bee. No one was out, and I could hear his hard sole shoes making a clatter in the still of the night. But it was seven days later, she explains, that things would take a different turn. I slept with the double front doors open into my studio-type home. It's, you know, it's nice. Nothing super special, but it's it's nice. And I left those open for ventilation. And at 3 a.m., I heard a man walking by. She claims that when the man turned and looked at her, his face was nothing like it was before. <gasps> he had a reptilian face. He was wearing a hooded jacket. We both stared at each other for about ten seconds. So if he looked nothing like he did before, could it have just been, I don't know, a different person? She said he had a reptilian face. Uh, the Californian <laughs> described the humanoid as having a scaly face with empty eye sockets instead of a regular mouth with lips and teeth. She added he had a small slit. Well. He had a brow ridge. <laughs> Scales looked like those of a snake and had a bluish color to it. Well, she also provided a sketch. Oh, well, my. Um, I took a look at the sketch. Basically, it looks probably like 99% of the people that break into your home and steal your stuff. Looks like he's uh, wearing a... Uh, looks like he's wearing a ski mask. Ski mask and sunglasses. Yeah. So, okay. And a hoodie. Yeah, so she's not going to work for the police. Nope. <laughs> According to the woman, the alleged humanoid walked away, although he was still wearing the same shoes. What? Mm-hmm. She said, I thought it was the same man, but it was seeing a reptile being, she said. Some paranormal researchers believe in the existence of a race of snake-like underground creatures, proponents of the reptilian theory, such as David, now I'm going to assume his last name is Icky, I-C-K-E, suggest a conspiracy involving these humanoids taking over the planet Earth. According to its followers, these creatures are meticulously involved in daily political decisions affecting governments across the world, as they also believe that they are capable of morphing or shape-shifting at will in order to deceive the population. Last year, a man from Brownsville, Texas, claimed a similar creature had entered his grandmother's home, and in 2002, a girl in Virginia claimed to have seen a similar creature while camping at the Yogi Bear Yellowstone Park hey, in Page County. She said <laughs> that the animal looked like the mix of a horse and a Komodo dragon with a dark gray-brown color. A horse and a Komodo, and a Komodo dragon. dragon. Yep, with a dark gray-brown color. You no, know, there's a lot. In, the, in that story. Yeah, like what? First of all, if he looked different, how'd you know it just wasn't a different person? You know what I, I mean, think? Gran granted, okay, she saw you and had a reptile face. But what makes you think he's the same person that you saw the night before or whenever? You know There's what I think? One. Go. I, I think she just felt that he was a dirty smoker. Two, horse and a Komodo dragon? How does that work? Uh, it's rough. Does it just look like a Komodo dragon with really long legs? Does it look like a scaly horse? Um, I don't know, but if it bites you, it'll take you three days to die. And if the reptile in question she's talking about can morph and he does it really strong, would he be a mighty morphin reptilian elite? Um, and if so, why hasn't Sabin capitalized on that? Saban Entertainment, whatever. Saban. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they just put out that new Power Rangers movie. It didn't do that great. Mighty morphin reptilian. Elite. Strangers. <laughs> Mighty Morphin Reptilian Strangers. Yeah, it happens. I think it should. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think Lady was just... Sounds like she drinks a lot of wine. She might. <laughs> She's take better care of her dog. And she sounds snooty, too, from like 
you reading that? My interview? impression of her? Yeah. Oh. I just figured she lived in California. That was your so. impression? Oh. Yeah. I thought so, that was dead on. thought maybe she might be a little worked up. <laughs> Drinking too much wine. Staring out your window for no reason. Yeah. Oh, my God. From caution to the wind, sir. He's a reptilian. So what is your... Uh... He's the moisturize. <laughs> He's scaly. What is your uh, <laughs> next magical story you're going to share? Well, closing us out for magical stories for this show. Chad. Mm-hmm. It's a near and dear friend to paranormal guys. Yeah. Nessie heads for bumper year with six monster sightings in eight months. Oh, not Nessie. That's right. Uh-huh. Nessie's been sighted again. Yeah. Nessie gets sighted a lot here lately. And this one is from Deadline. Uh-oh. And it's under <laughs> Scottish News. Oh, right. <laughs> Sightings of the elusive Loch Ness Monster are set for a bumper season after a sixth reported appearance this year. The fabled Loch Monster, affectionately known as Nessie, is usually spotted around six times in an entire year. But the official Loch Ness Monster Sightings Register reveals that number was reached earlier this month. Mm-mm. The beast was spotted from... Doris, near Inverness Highland, when a tourist from England noticed something huge in the water. What's all this thing? According to the sighting register, operated by records keeper Gary Campbell, the man was with three friends at the Doris Inn when they spotted the creature. And the register stated, Mr. Stuperick and three friends were out walking from the Doris Inn to Tor Point. As they came to the shore on the point, all four saw something huge in the water. Ooh. They said it was an unusual shape. It arched out of the water, then turned and went down underwater. Ooh. Impressive. <laughs> the sighting took place at 3.41 p.m. and lasted around 10 seconds. In 2016, there was a record seven sightings of the monster, while Nessie had a quiet 2015, only appearing five times. So there you go. Hey, Nessie's back again. Guess who's back? Back again. Tell Nessie's back. She's your friend. Too late. Monsters are running outside. <laughs> running outside. Yep. So, Nessie. So, Nessie. Get some. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I don't know. You would Okay. If the Loch Ness Monster is indeed... A plesiosaur type creature, like they say, it mm-hmm. breathes air. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have gills. Yeah, it's got to come up to breathe. As many people watch every square inch of that lake every minute of the day, you would think someone would have something more than a "I saw a wave" well, or I, "I have a blurry picture" or a log. <laughs> well, let's think about this. You know, yes. along those lines. With all the flooding that's going on in Texas, uh-huh. as bad and heavy duty and angry as the Sasquatch, Bigfoot, whatever they are, that are supposed to be running around Texas and Chupacabras and everything else, mm-hmm. with all that flooding and with all the rescue people out, you know, picking up stray dogs and picking up, you know, just survivors and everything, how come nobody's dredged up some sort of weird. Like monster yet? Nobody's picked up Bigfoot. Nobody's picked well now up a chupacabra. I'm pretty sure. You think he just flew away, don't you? Probably just got picked back up by his buddies. But I think so. Bigfoot. Um, he pro. I mean, he just went back into his portal. Uh huh. Did he go back into his hole? Oh, too much rain. Open up the magical portal. Uh huh. 
and went on to his parallel Bigfoot universe. Well, let's um, <clears throat> let's take away the parallel Bigfoot universe aspect of it. Let's just talk about Bigfoot as a the, let's just say a known. The one I would be hobby. worried about was because you know uh, apparently Southern Louisiana got a whole bunch of rain too. Mm-hmm. What about the Rougarou? Rougarou. He ain't got no magic portal, but he can uh, dog paddle. Uh, so he's fine. I'm sorry I even brought that up. <laughs> He's fine. So anyway, yes, go back to your Bigfoot. So any, well, just in general, I mean, any cryptid, any, anything like that, do you think somebody's just picked one up like, you know, Red Cross comes rolling in and they're like, what? I just, <laughs> just thought know. it was a bear. Yeah, they were going to get ready dog. to pull a big dog out of there. And next oh, thing you know, so, somebody's Great Dane. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> You know, what are the odds it's happened at least half a dozen times in the last And Red you know, Cross is just covering it up. Yeah, like, screw that. Is Red Cross associated with the government, or are they independent? I think they're independent, aren't they? Oh, I don't know, because if they were associated with the government, then you know that they're hush-hush. Well, I mean, they go everywhere. Don't, don't talk about it. They go all it. over the world. They're suppressing Bigfoot news. Uh, I just thought I'd bring that up. I thought that'd be know. a good closer for the show to talk about Bigfoot and the floods. I don't know, sir. Well, maybe yeah. Bigfoot's smart enough to, and you know, he lives out in the woods. Maybe he's smart enough when it starts raining, he's like, oh, time to move on. Do you think Bigfoot has something equivalent like an Ewok village that they lives up in the just trees, climb up in the trees and live in it? I'd like to think so. They, they collect forest ranger hats and they drum yeah, on those. Play, play on like their drums. That's right. And they got a big stack of like old brass musical instruments they worship as a god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. True that. Sure. <laughs> the things you think about, sir. Yeah, I try. I try to think. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I try hard. I can't say that <laughs> a lot happened. Okay. Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, run with it or don't. It would depend on who would dredge up the Bigfoot. To where you're ever going to hear about it and be one. Is it somebody that's even going to know what it is or just assume that the furry mound floating in the water is a <laughs> dog or a bear? Do a Bigfoot doing the dead squatch float. That's right. Pay no attention to me. <clears throat> can Bigfoot swim? I'm going to assume he can. I mean, he was swimming in Legend of Boggy Creek 2 or whatever. He was out Electric there swimming. Electric Boogaloo? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to say, sure, he can swim. Well, yeah, I mean, I would say it just depends on who would find it and if it would be found. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to I'd like to think somewhere there's a grand conspiracy cover-up where they found like a dozen of them and they've had to be like, oh. Well, maybe they automatically send out a team. Like, don't they have that uh, team that goes out to national parks? Fox Force 5. That cleans up Bigfoot after he attacks and kills campers. Yeah, they come out and wipe them out. Could yeah. be. So maybe they automatically have a team that... If there's some kind of natural disaster in a Bigfoot area, they automatically go down and take care of them. Well, there's, and there's that story about when Mount St. Helens erupted and they went in there with that special team and rescued a bunch of them. And there was See? a bunch of them that were burnt and they had to put them down. Oh. They were like, did Bigfoot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Have you no remorse, sir? <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't want to do it personally or, you know, want to see it. I'm just saying that's what they were doing. They were doing <sniffs> dead Bigfoot. Because they were burnt? Yeah, they were burnt, so they were pre-cooked. Oh. Pre-cooked Bigfoot. Well, if they were pre-cooked, they wouldn't have to shoot them. Yeah, I mean, they were they were still alive. It was just, you know, Bigfoot's tough. I figured they'd all go to caves. I mean, even if you're in a cave, 
Still get cooks like a pizza oven. I don't know. Has there been any other stories? Like, was there any stories from Katrina of Rougarous? Or... No, she didn't tell me anything about Rougarous. No, or... the hurricane. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, I didn't. I didn't hear anything about it. But that doesn't mean there aren't some stories floating around there. I mean, it's a uh, dogman terror Rougarou territory. So there's all kinds of weird stories about them flopping around in rivers and stuff down that way. Flopping around. Yeah, just out there, you know, <laughs> rolling. Catching fish and beating them against rocks. <laughs> just <laughs> freaking fish. I don't know, but that that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I thought so. I like to think the that thing I brought up. I think the government has a secret Bigfoot survival task force. That, yeah, like a Bigfoot paddle boat program. Yeah, they go out and they have a Bigfoot siren on their boat <laughs> that goes. And then Bigfoot know that they're like, oh, okay, hey, guys, the boat's here. They're all assigned special paddle boats, and then Bigfoot is coordinated to paddle to a certain island area that forms during floods. Then they helicopter them out. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Huh. Could be. I'll go with that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a kind of an out of of left field interesting point there, Chad. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Like to pop that in like a shuttlecock. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> go to paranormalguys.com, Chad. Uh huh. Can you also follow us on Facebook? And Facebook at facebook.com slash paranormalguys. What about Instagram? Instagram, paranormalguys. Uh-huh. It's all uh, kind of, we made it easy. Yeah, it's all merges together. Paranormalguys. You'll like find almost anything we do. Devastator. But yeah, go to the website. Uh, there's photos. You can listen to the show. And here, within a couple more weeks, there will be some exciting new links that you might be able to get some goodies from. Maybe. On there. Possibly. Could be. Could be. Mm-hmm. And our Facebook page, Chad updates that quite often with interesting little tidbits from here and there. I throw a thing on there now and then. You do. It's good. We try to put new things on the old Instagram account every now and then, but... There's only so many pictures of Chad and I sitting at a desk in front of a microphone with headphones on that anybody really wants to see. That's true. Yep. But if you are on the old Paranormal Guys Facebook page, take yourself a few minutes and go on over to William Blanchard's Facebook page. He is the gentleman that does all the music for Paranormal Guys. Musical genius. And you can find him at facebook.com slash William Blanchard Soundtrack. So there's your... (laughs) Mildly exciting, rambling episode for this time. Uh We promise we'll be back on track soon with a more focused uh, show. (laughs) Okay, then. Exactly. And until then, hopefully we'll uh, see some of you out at old uh, Crypticon. Mm -hmm. 9th, 10th, in some place in Kentucky. Frankfurt. There you go. Frankfurt. (laughs) I can't remember. I know you can't. But until then, have a paranormal weeks.
Today, on a new episode of Cryptid in a Cave, we're in an undisclosed location where apparently we've located a Sasquatch. There I he hear is. Him. I hear him. Here he comes. 